Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, baby. On this most nostalgic of days, for reasons of which we will cover later on in the show, we had to do a little 05, 06 era. Uh, not sure if that was the song as well for the NHL and OLN, but it was definitely the soundtrack for the NHL on Versus. That, that's for sure. Uh, we'll get into why we did that, of course, later on, the big news of the day. But for now, I'm Luke. We have uh, Joe Marino across me. I'm Luke Buckley, I should say. And uh, we're back. Uh, not as long of a break as we took uh, for the last or between the last two episodes, but um, well, they haven't played much. They haven't played much. And what is there to talk about? I'm. We're not gonna. We're not gonna. You know, BS you here. <laughs> Still not a whole lot, you know, even though they've played uh, a few games. Yeah. Yeah. I watched some of the game yesterday against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Big win. Big yeah, win for big the win. Sabers. Big win. Three to one. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's such thing as a big win at this point. The yeah, they're out of it. Yeah, they're they're, they're out, very but, uh, much dead in the water. They're not going to make the playoffs unless Michael Hauser has some uh, Andrew Hammond like. I was thinking it's phenomenal so, run. It's so great that the the day before you know we're supposed to record again, it's a good story returns. It's a good yeah. Mm-hmm. I was watching the How game and I'm like, man, we're gonna say it's a good story thirty thousand times. I was on waiting. Podcast I was tomorrow. waiting because I knew uh, you'd have something sarcastic to say. Oh yeah, uh, but. No, hey, that's good. All the loony bins who were telling us last year that Michael Hauser could be the number one goalie next season. Hey. hey listen. They're the ones laughing now. I did see a, a a tweet yesterday, and someone did say this, and I agree. You might want to start thinking about Michael Hauser as being more than a minor league guy. He consi- he's a solid goaltender. I'm like, very surprised that he didn't get an NHL deal in some capacity, whether from Buffalo or any other team, because he definitely proved himself last year just to being a at least backup, fringe backup yes, kind of guy. He is a solid NHL goalie. He comes up, he plays well, he he doesn't play terrible. Oh yeah. I trust Yet him more than been, Aaron Dell. Yeah. He could be a Jack Su- Campbell. Suban to you know? an extent. How is his story? Any, I mean, other than not being drafted in the first round, how is he any different from a, a Jack Campbell playing in the ECHL? Hey, Jack Campbell wasn't born with clubbed feet or whatever. Had several surgeries before he was even five years old, something like that. Jack Campbell was no uh, Michael Hauser. Hauser yeah. Oh my god, that's why I it's a good story. That. It's a good I never story, heard that. damn it. It's an even better story now. <laughs> hey, listen, I like Michael Hauser. I was thinking this on the way home. Like, he's a solid goalie. We got to start thinking about this. Uh, more and of course I saw the tweet and I was like yeah thank you but mm-hmm. uh no uh yeah the goalie crisis if you want to call it no, oh yeah, man. It is. well if you look Continues. at the injury report Uko Pekalukinen he's he just got put on the IR I believe he's out week to week Anderson is still out month to month Tokarski still feeling the effects of COVID he's out week to week mm-hmm. Subban as well he's out week to week everyone's injured and that's Aaron Dell and and uh Michael Hauser right now they're all hurt, and it's all been in losing efforts uh, for the most part. Yeah, Casey Middlestead, I don't know if we touched on this last episode, uh, got hurt again, mm-hmm. had surgery. Uh, sounds like he's going to come back at some point this season, hopefully. Uh, yesterday in the game, Kyle Oposo took a pretty big hit right before the Mark Jankowski goal. Uh, looked to me like he might have hit his head on the board. Not totally sure. That remains to be seen, but... Are we worried about a concussion here? Certainly hope not. 
Uh, it, it did look like a bit of a snapback there on his head, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, hope he's okay. Yeah, obviously hope he's okay because he's been one of their better players this year. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to see this be the end of his career, you know, because you know with concussions, especially when a guy's had as many as Oposo has, you don't want to see him go out like that. Yeah, and that was the that was the play that led to the Jankowski mm-hmm. goal, right? Yeah, because bizarre situation. Yeah, Jankowski. No, Oposo got hit by Eric Brandstrom. Right, and then Ottawa had six guys in the ice as it was, and then a little skirmish in front of the bench. Jankowski picks up the puck and scores, and didn't realize what was going on until afterwards. But. A totally bizarre play. I I don't get how it wasn't blown dead. Oh yeah, it's it's really strange. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. Jankowski? You go a million different directions. Good for him. But. Second of the season. Mm-hmm. Nice move. Started in the AHL, gets a contract. He has a good attitude also. I heard him interviewed on one of the Amherst broadcasts. Seems like a nice guy. He is a nice guy. Cool guy. I just love the Mark Jankowski, Gergensen story. You know, Sabres get that first-round pick from the Predators in the Paul Gossad trade. Mm-hmm. They send a fourth-round pick to Nashville. Who's the fourth-round pick that the Predators pick? UC Saros. Oh, wow. So I, you could say that the Sabres lost the Paul Gostad trade now, mm-hmm. in theory. The Sabres get, like the, I think it's like the 21st or 24th pick out of that trade. What do they do? They trade up with Calgary to trade up to get Zemis Gergensen's. They include a second-round pick in that trade. We pick Gergensen's. Calgary, who do they pick? Mark Jankowski. Mm. It goes full circle. Wow. That's going to be quite... You want to talk about a good story. That's going to be quite a Steve Dangle trade tree. The UC Saros trade tree when that comes out. Well, uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say about the game. Before we continue here, Mm -hmm. it just feels so much different right now. I don't know. Mm -hmm. If if you're following our account on Twitter, you see that (laughs) we have fun foam on our walls now. Usually when we come into an episode, we talk about what's going on in the the basement here. Right. But, yeah, yeah, it appears that microphone number four, the wire has been cut. So, yeah. Maybe there was a bomb in here. Microphone 4 is out of commission for a while, but we have black foam on our walls. And behind the glass here in the production booth, there's also foam in there. So if we ever do get a producer, maybe he or she will go in there. And there's also another studio on the outside. So Yeah, there's like a little podcast studio on the outside. It's strange. Uh, Hopefully sound quality sounds a little better with the soundproofing. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, essentially the foam is soundproofing the walls. Uh, When I walk in, it feels different. Yes, it feels very different. I feel like my brain is being pressed down on right now. It's uh, – there's no noise. I feel Mm -hmm. we're in a void. Yeah, it feels nice. It's scary. We should paint everything black, too. And I was going to come on here, and I told Joe this. I wanted one of the first things that I said on this show to be, this place is a dump. Not anymore. The building is pretty much a dump. Uh, But, uh, no, we got to fix up down here. Have our own little little nook. A little nook we're hanging out. Yeah, so the Charging Buffalo studio, I would say, is complete for, I mean – We've been waiting five years for this, for God's sake. So I yes. think and did I not, this is as good as it's going to be. I didn't say the name of the show at the top, did I? It's I don't Optim- think so. You're listening to Costly Optimistic Podcast. There yes. we go. Eight minutes in, <laughs> we've established that. I mean, you yeah, know. Beautiful. You know. 
Yeah, but anyways, the Sabers. Um, <laughs> yeah, just uh, we had a brief. What else is going on with the team? Side note there. Uh, I guess we can talk about the All Stars. Yeah, Rasmus Dahlin, uh, this year's representative for the All Star game. I guess one good thing that we could talk about. Do you think that every team? should send a representative to no, the All-Star game. No, just like Nate McKinnon said, it's – it's. Uh, what, 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 I forget what his exact – but he said it's not a participation game. Yeah. Right? He said it's an All-Star game. It's not a participation game. And I agree. I agree. There's no reason that a guy like – I mean, Kadri got in on the last man in vote, but there's no reason why a guy like that shouldn't be getting in. All-Star games are turning into a sham designed to sell – uh, merchandise. That's mm-hmm. all they are now. Although I do really like the jerseys this year. The jerseys are the best they have been in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, the whole thing is just designed to. Come on. The reason why every team gets representative is every team gets a player with, that has an All Star jersey. Every market has a reason to watch the game. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, that's the NHL's creative ways of uh, doing things. Yeah. Uh, one more question for you. Mm-hmm. I am sick and tired of this three-on-three format for the All-Star game. Oh, yeah, they're still doing it. I'm over it. I'm really over it. I really just go back to East versus West. Isn't it back to East versus West this year, though? No, they're doing the divisions. Then why are there only two jerseys that they unveiled? I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they're doing just the divisions. Uh, Almost positive. No, it's a tired format. Uh, Like, it was cool at the beginning when they first – Introduced three on three mm-hmm. and with three on three overtime, mm. like with John Scott and everything. Right. And you know, before that, they were doing like the two captains, where they would pick the teams, they would do the fantasy draft. That was kind of cool, but it's just tired. Like, just go back to East versus West at w- this point. What was it that one year team Lidstrom versus? Uh, it wasn't Team Stall. Right? I think yeah, I remember Eric Stall had a team. That's why. I, don't know. I think it, the All Star game was in Carolina that year. Oh, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll make sense. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, are you gonna watch it? No, I never. do. I'm not going no. to. I don't think I've watched an All Star game since John Scott. I don't even watch the skills competition. No. Oh, actually, I watched the one where Eichel, mm-hmm. Eichel was in it when they wore the blue jerseys mm-hmm. when the goal got called off and they did the pointing celebration. Right. That's the last one that I watched a few years ago. That was the year of the winning streak, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. And that, at that All-Star break, there was still hope that we'd be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. sort of. It was kind of falling off the tracks. But, um, yeah, Tage Thompson was the last man in candidate. And the Sabres made a pretty good campaign to get him in. Mm-hmm. Tall star. Tall star. To no yeah. avail. I thought that Tage Thompson deserved to get in over Darlene. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you have a, d- d- divisions in a three-on-three format, mm-hmm. You know, defenseman got to get in. Do you – did you ever hear the story of in 2007 Rory Fitzpatrick yeah. campaigning to get in to mm-hmm. have – I think there was like one player. Vote for Rory. Would, yeah. But, uh, no, that's a fun little thing to remember. No, the NHL, uh, nothing's really fun with this league. Uh, Just go back to East versus about, West. I don't care about the All-Star game. I don't – yeah, go back to East versus West. Or didn't they do North American All Stars versus European All Stars? That at was one the point? '90s formula. Yeah, yeah, that that'd, was that's cool. That'd be interesting. But no, I mean All Star games in what in any sport just don't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. MLB they at least used to have the winner gets the home field advantage in the World Series. That doesn't even happen anymore. What matters is the the All Stars that the media votes on, 
at the end of the year. And everybody gets all butthurt about, like, Josh Allen not being a Pro Bowler or Jordan Poyer not being a Pro Bowler. Pro Bowl doesn't matter. It's okay. It's a cool, you know, yeah, it's it's nice to say, oh, our player made the Pro Bowl. Most of them don't even go to begin with. No, no, because if you're good, you don't go. If you, I mean, it, you know, if your team is good, then you're not going because you're going to be playing during it. But the All Pro is what matters mm-hmm. in in yeah in, in the NFL. Then there's like first team All Stars in every other sport, right? So All Star games really don't matter anymore. Their 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 reputation has really tanked, fallen off a cliff, bottomed out. Are you alluding to the Sabers here? <laughs> No, like I could be, you could draw that comparison, indeed. Yeah, so I'm not gonna. I watch. mean, the All Star Game has. I'm not gonna watch. I never do. The the fall of the Sabers and the. What's what's the word? I, I'll just say the the devaluation of the All Star Game. They go hand in hand, right around the same time. I used to always watch when uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. probably from like, oh seven to like 2012. Mm-hmm. It's when the interest really started to die down. Right. Right. 07, of course, was big because the Sabres had, I think, five guys as a whole participating in the event uh, over the weekend. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just nothing intriguing about it anymore. Any big omissions that are grinding your gears? No, because I— You don't care to begin I with? Don't, I don't care to begin <laughs> with, yeah. But I do think it's funny that Nate McKinnon called out the league for it and said it's a participation game, but good for him. Who really doesn't belong? Now I'm thinking of it. Like Suzuki isn't having that great of a year, right? <laughs> well, he's who's the Coyotes representative? Probably Chekrin. Oh, mm, let me see. Yeah, give it a check. Uh, wow. So Nick Suzuki. Well, I mean, Canadians. They're not. Don't they only have seven wins this year? Not having the hottest season. You gotta send somebody. Drake Batherson for Ottawa, right? He's having a great year. He has, I think, thirty points. He might be leading the way for them. Team Atlantic head coach Andrew Brunette, captain Austin Matthews, Bergeron, Dahlin, Larkin, Huberdeau, Suzuki, Batherson, Vasilevsky, Hedman, Stamkos, Matthews, Campbell. Hmm. Metropolitan Division coached by Rod Brindamore, Ovechkin, Freddie Anderson, Sebastian Ajo. Zach Wierenski, Jack Hughes, Adam Pellick, screams all-star to me. Adam Fox, Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Claude Giroux, Tristan Jerry, Alex Ovechkin. Jared Bednar, coaching the Central Division. Nathan McKinnon, Clayton Keller, Alex Debrinkit, Nazem Kadri, McKinnon, Makar, Pavelski, Kaprizov, Cam Talbot, which this is kind of surprising. He's only got a 909 save percentage, 15-8-1. He's in the All-Star game. UC Saros, Jordan Cairo, Kyle Connor. Pacific Division, coached by Peter DeBoer. Connor McDavid, the captain. John Gibson, Troy Terry, Johnny Gaudreau. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Adrian Kempe, Timo Meyer, Jordan Eberle, Thatcher Demko, Alex Petrangelo, Mark Stone. Was there a Coyote in there? I don't think so. There's got to be. Central Division. They're in the Central now. That's right. They switch with the the. No, Kraken. there's no. Oh, Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller. I, well, okay you said season. you said Andrew Brunette. I was like, wow, well, who the hell? What, what? Panthers? Yeah, yeah. And I looked. Oh, interim coach. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a name. That's, he scored I mean, the uh, 
game seven overtime goal versus the Avalanche in 03. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For everyone having a representative, there's no really jokes in there. I mean, there's some that don't really make a whole lot of sense, but mm-hmm. like for the Islanders not sending a star like Matt Barzell, but sending Adam Pellick is a little interesting. Uh, Drake Batherson and not like Brady Kachuk, something like that. Shabbat, Thomas Shabbat. Shabbat. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, that's enough air that we're going to spend on the All-Star game. Yeah. Alex I mean, Tuck, though. He looks really good. He does. Seven points in seven games, had a goal mm-hmm. yesterday. The other day he had a goal that was waved off. Wow, he's already played he was seven knocked games? out for an all, uh, offside challenge. Wow. So, yeah, he's been nice. Uh, Peyton Krebs, he just got back from COVID. You Didn't know, notice him a whole lot yesterday, although I only watched about half the game. Um, but, yeah, good to see him back. Jack Quinn, he had, a, I believe, a four-goal game in Rochester the other day, too. Uh, he got a he. Played his first NHL game, I think it was last week. He was against Tampa. He looked pretty good. He looked good. He yeah, did. he looked really good. Uh, hopefully he comes back up soon. And just thinking about uh, – you said a name in there. Why is it – Peyton Krebs. Peyton mm-hmm. Krebs. Uh, I thought – I mean, he, he's not showing up on the on the, the goal sheet, the, the score sheet. He but did have that one insane assist to yes, that's correct. first goal. And he's getting some power play time. He had a nice shot from the point uh, right inside the faceoff circle. Uh, yesterday, so uh, no, I think it's very promising what we've seen from Tuck. Uh, I think the goals will come. Uh, you know, we do say that a lot. Uh, I know Dylan Cousins did score yesterday, kind of a fluky goal. Yeah, though. a slippery, fluky goal. A brutal goal to let in if you're Anton Forsberg. And I'll never but, forget the tank season, Anton Forsberg taking years off my life. Mm-hmm. He was terrible that year. That's it's how I miracle. remember him. It's a miracle that he's still in the league. I can't believe he – yeah, I can't believe he's been in the league that long. We're talking that was 14, 15. Yeah, he was just atrocious. I think he let in so many goals. I'm trying – like, taking, going back into the deep depths of my memory here, like, I feel like the Sabres won both of those games. Or it was a miracle if they didn't win, you know? Well, Forsberg in the 14, 15 season had a – Save percentage of 866. Wow. 0-4. Two of those games are against the Sabres, I believe. So he did lose then, uh, both those games. And uh, in the Blue Jackets... He got claimed off waivers so much that year. The Blue Jackets weren't that good that year. They've got Wierenski with, like, the eighth pick. They had... Wow. Well, the the league must have been good as a whole because they were... They had 89 points and were 42 and 40. Well, when you got two tanking teams, well, yeah. four even, when you count Edmonton and Toronto. They lost a lot uh, of games in uh, in regulation. That was their downfall that year. Tragic. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, nice goal by Dylan Cousins. Good to see him get on the score sheet. Yeah, it, it reminded me, again, talking about that 2003 playoffs now, uh, the Paul Carey, like the motion of the goal. Right, how he was kind of tangled up in two defenders and just kind of got a stick on it. It reminded me of uh, Paul Correa scoring on Brodeur in that Stanley Cup where Brodeur had his stick on the ground and it just mm-hmm. – it was like the same motion in a way, but cracked me up to see that. Brutal goal. Brutal goal. Uh, that, though, I think, though, we're putting off the big news of the day. Oh, right. we'll, we'll get to that it's in a little bit. We'll get we'll get to that. Keep on teasing there's, there's, yeah, we'll get oh to my. it. 
goodness. There's a, there were a few more things that I want to talk about before we get into the juicy oh. part. Yes. Matias Samuelson. Yeah. I want to talk about him. I haven't noticed him much. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, his skating is a lot better. Um, he played 22 minutes, clearly earning the trust of the coaching staff early on. Um, I think he's going to be very key to the success for this team because you look at name, – name some of the key – Cogs to the defensive core for many years to come. Uh, Rasmus Stalin, okay. of course. Okay. Henry Yokiharyu. Okay. Say okay. him. Mm, are you talking on the team right yeah, now? Yeah. Well, in, going forward, going forward, and I want you to tell me something that they all have in common. Jacob Bryson. Mm-hmm. They're all young. Well, yes, they are all young. <laughs> Owen Power as well. Yes. But they don't play. They all play a very similar style of game: finesse, mm-hmm. passing. Mm-hmm. Speed skating, right? Samuelson is basically polar opposite. Although his skating has gotten better, he's not as he's not a trailblazer like mm-hmm. the other guys. He's a physical guy, mm-hmm. and you can't have a group of six defensemen that are all exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you, it's going to be good to have Gotta a player have like some, him. Got to have some diversity there, mm-hmm. and I think they're going to need a little more of that. Maybe one or two more guys. And part of me was wondering today, does Ryan Johnson have a spot in this D group going forward? Because he can play the right side. He's done it before, but he's going to get boxed out by having Darlene Power and Samuelson on that left side. Like that, You can write that in pen for next year. That's going to be their left side next year. At this point, I'd be surprised if Samuelson goes back. He earned a spot. Um, I don't know. I feel like they... They're definitely going to try and sign Johnson. I wouldn't let him go by any means, but I wonder if they use him as a trade chip to maybe go out and get a right-shot defenseman, someone who fits in to what they're trying to build. Right. I have I have a hard time seeing them moving on without giving him a, him a chance. With the Yeah, they're not just going to let him walk, but right. I find it hard to see where he fits in. Mm-hmm. Right, and he, he, he could be a piece... And I just want to clarify here, I love Ryan Johnson. I think he's a great prospect, but there's a there's a plethora of left shot D here. Mm-hmm. They gotta figure something out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh yes, a plethora I love I love that. Samuelson, good. Mm-hmm. Good. I was wrong about him. Mm-hmm. I'll admit it. Well, I'll have to keep a closer eye then on the next game. Because, uh, uh I don't know. I'm I'm mostly focusing <clears> on the forwards, of course, <clears> right <throat> now. The young forward talent and the well, the new forward talents. Would probably be the better word with Alex Tuck in the lineup now, but uh, no, I mean, I guess there's stuff to watch for. Mm-hmm. Uh, any if you're thoughts? Sick enough. Any thoughts on Owen Power going potentially going to the Olympics? It's cool, cool for him. Uh, I mean, you know what? It gives Sabres fans a reason to watch, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he had the juniors stolen from him, so uh, they still might do it in the summer, though. It's possible. Oh. I wonder if he'll end up going there. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll go to the men's world instead like he did last year. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh, no, it'll be be nice to see. Um, Has USA released their full roster? Yeah, I believe so. Kind of a bland roster. Oh, yeah, they they, they have. Yeah, I was thinking I'm waiting on the Canada roster. Yeah, Canada hasn't released theirs yet. People are talking about Devin Levi potentially going. But if I was Levi, you know, be a good experience, but you got COVID I over there. I don't think he'd play much. Yeah, they've got right. Devin Dubnik 
basically going to be the starter. Yeah. He might be the second or third goalie. It'd be a good experience, but he's having a phenomenal year. He's got like 10 shutouts, nine or 10 shutouts. He just had one yesterday or the day before. Mm-hmm. Like, go win your Hobie Baker, man. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't think it would be wise. Uh, I don't know if, how many games he'd be missing if he was over there. Quite but, a few, uh, probably. Yeah, if I were the Sabres, I'd want him to stay where he's at and keep playing some games because I, I don't think he'd see any I think, action. I think he'd be the third goalie. Owen Power going is – that's the right move. Mm-hmm. Michigan's already a good team, although they're going to lose Beneers, probably Kent Johnson, probably a couple other guys. Oh, I think Brendan Brisson is going for USA. Um. Yes, he's yeah. he is on that team. Yep, that's one name that did stick out to me. So Michigan, they're going to be losing some of their firepower from the. Uh, but they're still going to. They're obviously going to make the national tournament. Still, mm-hmm. power. Worst case scenario, he gets COVID and is stuck over there for another month. He'll still be back for the national championship, mm-hmm. the Frozen Four. So, Brendan Brisson, 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 Brendan Brisson. Uh, that that's a name that will forever be etched into my mind because of the months of Eichel yes. speculation. Surprised so. he wasn't. <laughs> I'm glad they got Krebs, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Brisson's a good player. I would have been happy if he was in the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, so that's the Olympics. There was another thing I want to talk about before we get into the grand thing that you're salivating We're for. calling this show on the fly, folks. <clears throat> no notes. Oh, Colin Miller. The Sabres yeah. are apparently asking for a first-round pick for him. According to Pierre LeBron, any thoughts? Now that he's on IR, uh, I wonder. Though obviously, it, it will hurt things. Uh, Is this the Jake McCabe treatment where they get robbed of an asset? Mm-hmm. It's it's looking like it's going to turn out that way. Uh, and and the I don't way know. It's that like, guys guys get injured and then they go on injured re- injury report and then I, they're yeah, gone they're forever. To, they're <laughs> sent somewhere because uh, they they disappear forever. I think it's it's funny that we. Craig Anderson has just disappeared. Yeah, no one knows what happened. Nobody knows. As far as Colin Miller, uh, it's it's ambitious. Ask for a first, you got a second. Hey, that's fine. That's true. Yeah, yeah, name your price. That's right. Mm -hmm. And defensemen are always on the move. Teams looking for that special seventh defenseman for their playoff run. Uh, Maybe Colin Miller can join a team. I think, like, if he goes – what if he goes back to the Bruins – Maybe. Yeah. Uh, they're a team that second round know, pick would a little be on nice. The young side. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but they've I, got three of them next year, none this year, but they do have three first round picks. Yeah. Teams always overpay for defensemen, so I guess it's not it's not wrong of the Sabres to uh wish for that. But um if the draft started today, the Sabres would be slotted in at the fifth spot. And the Golden Knights are in 11th place, and the Panthers are in second place. So a high first, a mid-level first, and a late first. You know, it's uh, what's funny, talking about the first-round picks, um, the Rasmus Ristolainen, the first-round pick that we got, well, that was already used. Yeah. But how funny is it uh, that the Flyers trade us a first and all that stuff, and he's already being discussed as being Mm -hmm. moved at the deadline. Because he's uh, what a wanting a test free agency and, apparently too. Yeah, and you wonder why the Flyers are in the shape they're in, and it's just what a horrible move all around. A, a rare victory for the Sabers, but uh, man, what a <laughs> massive failure on the part of their management. 
you don't give up that much <laughs> unless you think you're going for the cup or you're able to sign the guy. Yeah. And it looks like neither of those things well, are going to happen. Did they make the playoffs last year? No. That's right. Cause, oh, it was one of their deals where they went, you know, really good season before, and then they miss. That's the Flyers' Back-to-back MO. years. They're probably going to lose Claude Giroux. Mm-hmm. I bet Giroux goes to Ottawa. That's my prediction. Well, I mean, there's a chance they could replace him with Johnny Gaudreau. I mean, I know he's a winger. Right. I think Gaudreau's going to New Jersey. Those are the two places. I mean, mm-hmm. Philly and New Jersey are practically like the same thing. If you're yeah. right? if, if you're in the NHL and you want Goudreau to play Gaudreau is home. from New Jersey, though. Right, right. And they have the cap space and star power now. That seems – those mm-hmm. two seem to be like the, the two teams that I hear the most about in him going. But I think that, I mean, after so long on the West Coast – in in west coast of Canada, not even in the same country, I think he's 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 bound for the east coast. What's going USA. on with Calgary? I don't hear anything about them anymore. Maybe because they don't play anymore because just of a, the the fan like they, they don't can't have fans in their arena. Yeah. But just a, a mediocre team, I think. Uh, I haven't looked at the Pacific standings in a while, but uh, I mean, Canadian teams as a whole has been a great year for them. Uh, yeah, the Oilers are. Up in smoke Floundering. At the they are They're going to bring in Evander Kane, probably. Spiraling down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There's Evander Kane, down. all-time booty cheek of the week leader, yeah. by the way. I that's think he's right. been the booty cheek of the week. Like I think so. He's probably the most out of anyone. Yeah. If we were doing it this week, he'd be the, the booty cheek of the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, the, the, the trade deadline, back to that, though, that's going to sneak up on us. That's right around the corner, really. About eight or nine weeks away. Yeah, yeah, and that, so. and that, that moves fast. Um, already, are we halfway through the season? We're about We're halfway. We're almost there. We're, We're almost there. Next week, I think, we'll be at the halfway I point. Most teams are floating around, like, 37 games played, probably. Uh, but, no, we'll be there soon, and then uh, the deals will start being made, and uh, uh, Who be goes? playoff time. Who uh, goes? Miller, if he's healthy. Yeah. I think you thought Craig Anderson would be a good trade target for a team, but he probably doesn't play again yeah, this won't year. won't happen anymore. Uh, Robert Hag? Perhaps. I could see Hag getting them like a fifth-round pick. Yeah. Hinnestroza probably goes. He's had a, good, a pretty good season. He's really heating up at the moment. Right. I could see them getting like a third or a fourth. I believe he's injured right now, though. Something happened oh, with course. him. Of course. Yeah, something happened with him. Uh, I don't know what the uh, – update from Granado was if he was asked about it today. But uh, I don't know if Hinnestroza got hurt during the game against Senators or the morning of that game, but uh, hopefully he gets back soon. Uh, One guy, and this isn't a guy who I want to be traded, one guy who I want to show some appreciation for is uh, John Hayden. Yes, he had the big fight. He he sticks up for his teammates. Mm -hmm. And that is what, I don't care what you say, I want a guy on my team who will stand up for his teammates. Creates culture. Yep, yeah. Like a a, a young team like this, too. I forget who it was that got a uh, run taken out from. Was it uh, Butcher? Yeah, it was Butcher, someone who didn't really matter that much. But, But anywho, John Hayden will always be there to stand. He might not be the best fighter. He doesn't win. He gets in a fight like every game. He does, yeah. Like he he doesn't win a lot of his fights, but uh, he will go to war for his teammates, and I respect that out of him. Uh, 
Uh, one of my favorite players to watch. Brett Murray is another one of yes, your favorites. Yes, uh, Brett uh, Threat Murray, as I call him. Uh, He's carving out a role. Yeah, I yeah. love to see it. A big guy. I love those big body forwards. You want to talk about a good story? Brett mm-hmm. Murray. Yeah. Drafted with the Sabers' early fourth round pick, a no name out of Carlton Place in a junior league in Ottawa. Picked Victor Mete was still on the board of. High school Joe sitting in the crowd, furious that they passed <laughs> on Victor Mete for this Brett yeah. Murray character. Uh, and wow, we had discussions on this show about him, you know, not playing for Penn State. Yeah. Going off to, the, I don't know, the USHL. He went back to the USHL, yeah, Youngstown, just... lit it up. Yeah. Sabres didn't sign him. They He got signed to an AHL contract. Mm-hmm. Someone at The Athletic needs to interview him. Yeah. That's a good that that's a good story. Yeah, that's a damn good story. Uh no, I'm big, big big I'm a big threat Murray guy. Uh like seeing him around, like seeing him on the ice. Uh change your number though. Fifty seven sucks. Seven. It's a weird number for a forward. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to give a shout out there to John Hayden. Acknowledge fifty seven was a weird number to begin with before Tyler Myers existed. Yeah. Uh John Hayden's mother liked my tweet as well Mm -hmm. so clearly comes from a great family (laughs) uh just a he's not all that bad of a player either yeah he's okay i don't know big john hayden face puncher yeah he's a face puncher um victor olafson what do you think Mm. he has gone over 20 games without a goal was injured for a significant period of time before that first like nine or ten games of the season point per game guy what happened yeah it's 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 felt like it's been 20 games without him scoring also. Uh, he had that breakaway the other night against Detroit mm-hmm. as well. I think he missed the net or something. But uh, he's a goal scorer. Goal scorers are streaky. That's what you always uh, hear. I knew you were going to say that. I know, but I, I, the thing is, like, what else what He's else never does been he bring? this streaky, though. No, and, like, it's it's at this point, what else does he bring? Nothing. I know on the last show, I, on one of our recent shows, recent, that could be going back to, like, the middle of November – uh, like you know something about why trade the good players that you have, right? Like mostly it's about Rasmusdelli and centering about that around that. But like at this point, I'd be okay with parting with Victor Olsen. I I think I would too. I own his yeah. jersey. It sucks. It's also out of date. It's the '68 jersey. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really bring a whole lot if he's not scoring. No, not at all. He's a perimeter player. Doesn't really. Get to the dirty areas, as suburban hockey dads would say. Yep, get your stick in there. Um, yeah, I mean, what does it take? I think before I would have said, "Give me a first round pick, and we'll call it a day." But I don't even know. Like, I can probably you can probably talk me into something a little less than that. At this point, he's making like three three ish million. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I at this point, I don't want to commit long term to him. Um, maybe a one year deal and see how it goes. If they don't trade him, mm-hmm. he's a year away from UFA. If they Resign him to a one-year deal. It's a Sam Reinhart situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not going to get a whole lot in trade for him, though. Maybe a second-round pick, something like that. Yeah. But I'd be weary of trading him simply because of how good of a goal scorer he is. But the way he's been playing, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, also there's not a whole lot of room for him. No, going forward with these young kids, maybe they, maybe they trade a guy like Olafson. And then sign a role veteran presence, like a Dustin Brown type of guy mm-hmm. in the offseason. I've mentioned his name before as someone who I could see them targeting mm-hmm. as a potential captain. 
So we'll see about that. But maybe he's a guy that gets traded in a surprise trade. You don't really hear his name mentioned in trade talks that often. And also with how close they are to the cap floor, I can't really see them trading a guy who's making significant money on their payroll. Speaking of significant money on the payroll, Jeff Skinner. Oh, man. Is he on fire? He's on like a 30-goal pace. That's right. Uh, He's really picked it up of late. Um, But still... I don't know. It's it's I don't I don't know what how many goals I need out of him to justify it. No, you're, we're right. never gonna justify the contract. No, never but if yeah. he's playing well, it's mostly God just live with it. But well, they'll be living with it for another three or four years, and then when we're talking about JJ Paterka needing to get paid, then they'll figure it out. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been playing good. I think the Cousins, Tuck, and Skinner line should stick. I think it's a very nice line. They all complement each other. Yeah, clearly uh, it's doing something for mm. for everybody there. Tuck with the point-per-game pace that he's on. Uh, everyone's benefiting. So, yeah, but Skinner, it's good to see him. What's he on track for now, 38 goals? Yeah, something like I think that. Was, I know uh, he's got at least 10. So it's good. You know, in his play, you always saw that. He's got 14 goals. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen goals. goals in thirty-seven games, um, twenty-four points. But solid. Throughout his, his struggles, you know, you could see that he hadn't lost a step or anything. It was just uh, his his finishing. His coach hated so. him. Mm-hmm. Fourth line mm-hmm. playing with yeah. Hosers. Yeah. Kruger did kind of destroy him. Uh, but <clears> I mean, it's good to see him get back to that shape. It's not often that you see uh, goal scores fall off like that and then get back on a good scoring pace. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I'm happy to see him scoring again. Uh, I mean, if he wasn't scoring, who would be? Uh, but um, happy for Jeff. Big fan favorite, of course. He's like Marty Barano. Party in the board. USA. Yeah. Yeah, everybody goes crazy for that, don't they? And party in the <laughs> USA changed his career around. It did. It did. It did. It was a morale boost. <laughs> he could uh, – I don't know, the fans are rooting for him more now, right? That's one mm-hmm. way to get the fans back on your side. Pick I know whenever I go to a game, I'm hoping that Skinner scores mm-hmm. just for the vibes in the stands. You know I'm going tomorrow. Doing? He's a smart guy. Yeah, I'm going tomorrow. I hope I hear party in the USA. Well, I hope you do too. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really, I don't really care about wins and losses anymore this season. Uh, care about development. Right, like the term, the term mm-hmm. much-needed win does not exist right yeah, now. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything to me. It's not a real thing. Uh will we be are, talking about much needed losses in a couple months from That's now? That's what I'm what thinking about. Think? That's what I'm thinking about. I don't think anyone's catching the Coyotes. Uh, well, the Canadians did. <laughs> yeah, the Canadians are pretty damn bad. And Carey Price is probably not going to play this year. He, really? I he, thought he's I thought he's starting his back. rehab. Restarting. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, so that's a bad look for him. Um a bad look in terms of his Ability to return, that is. Uh, but um, Yeah, there's talk of the Canadians going full teardown. As they should. It's just a tough thing is that market, that city, you know, they won't tolerate it. New GM, long. new president. Mm-hmm. They've got two cornerstone young players in Suzuki and Caulfield. Mm-hmm. Caulfield hasn't scored in like 20 games, something crazy like that. You've got all these guys signed to long-term deals. Mm-hmm. Like Josh Anderson, Petrie, Gallagher, they're all just recently signed. You know, what did they do? That's going to be tough. Yeah. 
they are uh man an eichel trade would have been nice there like if they would have gotten like two first round picks mm-hmm. well they i mean again i mean and i've acknowledged this a lot but uh they lost a lot of stuff in the offseason they lost a lot of guys uh also not that. playing in the canadian division right right <clears throat> and that greatly benefited them so you wonder what they would have done last year uh the world was normal yeah but um no i mean <clears throat> bad uh they're in a bad spot and like i said I, that's a, a horrible market to be in to be in that spot because uh, especially like, coming after a stanley cup final appearance yeah yeah geez they really lucked out with the conditions on that dvorak trade first round pick mm-hmm. imagine if the coyotes had two top three picks potentially and it's like it's 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 not like a Toronto situation where yes you tanked but also there is a generational player uh in the pipeline and you also have a guy like Mitch Marner in your system uh you have prospects like that and oh by the way after one season of having Austin Matthews and all of them John Tavares is going to come over so it's not even like that where they can turn it around quickly there's yeah. no hometown hero looking to come home uh i mean i'm not sure if you'd consider any of the guys i know there's very good prospects coming up but are there any you consider they have a pretty decent pipeline i wouldn't call them but i mean generational but you have suzuki right but in the coming drafts Caden um, Mooley. in the upcoming drafts are any of the top prospects would you consider them generational oh yeah bedard bedard yes bedard mitchkov yeah so maybe i wouldn't call shane wright generational but i think he's pretty damn good they got to uh commit to it then time it out right um because i mean in canada that's the standard is the leafs they gotta contend with that that tank if they're gonna do it if they're calling it a tank hey the canadians rebuilding only means the sabers have an easier pathway to get up there and you know it's tough because this division you've got tampa you got florida mm-hmm. you got toronto in the upper echelon mm-hmm. you got boston detroit might be coming detroit on. is mm-hmm. gonna be going into that top portion pretty soon mm-hmm. there's only so many playoff spots with this format so and then there's the sabers the senators the senators will get there eventually too you yeah. would assume but who knows yeah it's tough three bums at the bottom of the atlantic and then a bunch of budding stars you gotta hope that toronto loses all these guys to mm-hmm. ufa in the next two or three years i know uh nylander and matthews are first mm-hmm two or three years and then uh marner and taveras are also in the same year so we'll see about that boston that you just got to hope that they fall off yeah well i mean they, they could be soon yeah we might be seeing it before our very eyes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just age catching up with them exactly one more thing yes before we get to the discussion andrew peters Mm-hmm. And Craig Rivet after the Whistle podcast. Andrew P. Also, great. Check it out. I've been listening to it. Um, now that they're no longer state-sponsored propaganda, very watchable and able to listen to. <laughs> if you didn't like them when they were on TV, completely understandable, but it's a much better listen now. I'd check it out. I'd give them a fair chance. Um, I enjoy it. Andrew Peters got a text from one of his friends, a trusted source, you could say. Keep in mind, Andrew Peters broke the Jack Eichel trade almost to the T. 
uh, he is hearing that there will be big changes to the Sabres organization between now and the end of the season. He's not really sure what it means. That's all he, the info he got. But what I'm thinking could be one of two things. Number one, there's going to be a minority stake of the Buffalo Sabres sold soon. Mm-hmm. They asked Elliot Friedman about this. He thinks that until the new Bills stadium gets sorted out, there's going to be no sale of the Buffalo Sabres because it looks bad to, mm-hmm. from a political standpoint. Yeah. Number two, what I think is very likely here, Kevin Adams gets a promotion. Mm-hmm. Is that a to, quotes co- promotion? Or? Yeah, yeah okay. something like that. A promotion to president or president of hockey operations. Mm-hmm. And Jason Carmanos becomes the new GM. Because mm-hmm. Carmanos is a bright guy. I've listened to him a couple times. He definitely knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He seems like a general manager prospect mm-hmm. for one of these teams. Could be Vancouver. I don't know if he's actually interviewed with any of these spots yet, but he seems like a guy they're going to lose eventually. So I wonder if they're going to protect the interests here and name him general manager and Adams takes on more of an administrative role. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds like a realistic path. Uh, I mean, Kevin Adams... uh, He's done a decent job. Better than what I would have thought for a guy who was running Harbor Center just a few years ago. Right. So I think, I don't know, uh, I can't see into the mind of Kevin Adams, but um, I think it would be much easier on him from being thrown into the fire, so to speak, as a, as, as to be a GM, uh, to move up to whatever a president entails. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's definitely something I could see as a viable option. Uh, yeah. When you have a guy like Carmanos who's – more of a management guy, if you will. Uh, a lot of experience. Right, who can step in. Uh, I It's it's intriguing to me, though. Like you said, Peters has credibility now uh, with breaking the Eichel trade. Um, so, I don't know, it would be fun to see. He brought up the name Danny Breer just out of being a homer, you know, like mm-hmm. good friend of his. I just... The only way I see this happening is if they're trying to protect Carmanos from leaving. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to – it'd be such a Sabres move to bring mm-hmm. in a guy like Breer, but I don't think the Flyers want to lose him one. I don't. I feel like he's the logical solution if they decide to move on from Chuck Fletcher and rebuild. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a fun little piece of news to um, think about. Speculate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's always it's always looking forward to the off season. That's yeah. What we're always doing. All right. Now. Yes. What you've all okay. been waiting for. The 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 big news of the day. Okay. Is this alleged leak? Yes. Yeah, so take this with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Of uh, an, an alleged leak from uh, Victor Mauder on Twitter. If you have not seen this. His handle is VM underscore BUF underscore CZSK. His name is Victor Maudor. He is the self-proclaimed president of the Czech and Slovakia Sabres fan club. Um, But one of his friends works in retail, 
And when you work at a retail store that sells apparel, uh, sports apparel, you get the the the, the style guides, I guess you can say, or the, mm-hmm. the catalogs, the, the merchandise catalogs from Adidas or from Fanatics, um, from the NHL, really, that has all the upcoming gear for the next season. I've seen one of these myself when I worked at Dave and Adams. Uh, we had one of these. And it it tells you like coming soon or whatnot if it teases. So this is this is strange, as well, because um, normally when it's a uniform or a jersey that is not revealed yet, it'll just say coming soon and be a white thing with right. coming soon over it. But anywho, uh, this guy Victor, Unless they're wearing it at the Heritage, the Heritage Classic. Classic if it happens. Right, uh, but this guy Victor. Uh, Post this photo, and it's a rendering from one of those style guides. It's exactly what it would look like in one of those books. So that's why I think there's some credibility here of the black goat head, uh, which is going to supposedly be a uh, alternate jersey next year. Alternate, I mean, it'll be a third jersey, whether that be a Heritage Night or, you know, well, the Kings do you know, their... So some teams, they do the home and away, a third, and a Heritage. Right. So I wonder, well, probably one of those... But anywho, uh, I, I'm presuming most of our listeners have probably seen this photo by now. Uh, but there are a few little tweaks I want to go over. See, that... what I wonder, are the tweaks meant to be like that, or is it just a low-quality image? I think it's meant to be like this. Because uh, you see this in sports, and I, I can't quite put my finger on it. I mean, the Sabres have done it, where you bring back an old design but make just enough changes to it to, to make it like their current to crust. make it new. They made it a little cleaner. They they made it a little bit cleaner, but they also added the, the little tufts of hair on the right. jersey. And uh the home right, they brought back the old blue and gold home jersey or what would have been away back in the day, the blue. The mm-hmm. blue. But they put that little that stupid touch of white right. uh underneath the yellow stripes, right? So it it, it happens. Uh but you know Bringing back these old uh, looks, um, I think the Coyotes actually cleaned up uh, their Kachina a they little bit. They changed their numbers. Yeah. Well, that's another thing, too. The Colorado Avalanche, year over year, they're making these little ki- tiny changes. Mm-hmm. You look on the surface, and it looks like they're wearing the exact same thing they wore in the 90s. But, no, there's less striping. There's less colors. It's just uh, burgundy yeah. or blue uh, sleeves with gray or blue piping. Uh, gray, actually, on both jerseys, I think. Um, so the Avalanche are the other example I was thinking of. They don't have the same numbers. They change the font around, too. Um, but the Avalanche are another team who has kind of brought back an old look but changed it just enough to make it uh, modern. <clears throat> I'm out of breath. That's scary. Whew. Um, but what we see here with the Sabres, uh, with this supposed leak, again, look inside the collar, too, I think. It has a lightning bolt. Yeah, that's just like on the, the on the new ones. Yes, and the logo. There are some changes here. Uh, a lot of sharper edges, less of that gradient kind of two grays type of deal that they had before. Now it's just one shade of gray and white. And there's some areas like around the eyes, you can see it's filled in a little more. Uh, if you look to the left of the ear as well, the the the, the bigger the uh, not the ear but the, the horn. If you look to the left of that, uh, that black area there, there's some sharper edges now. If you look in the bottom right of the logo where that weird kind of gray 
triangle part is, that's been rounded yeah. a little bit. So if you look closely, the nostrils aren't red. They're gray. Uh, if you look closely, there's all kinds of subtle changes they made. On the forehead area, they added a little uh, like crescent oh, like, yeah, indent there, too. If you scroll side by side with the two logos, with that, the and they got rid of the gray outline, right? Just subtle little touches. Like if the goat head was made in today's day and age, this is what it would look like. Yeah. There's changes there. Uh, I which, think it looks, after looking at it, I think it looks a little better. It looks more realistic. Yeah, it looks a lot cleaner. Um, and as long as they didn't screw with the look of the jersey, which is all right. good by me. Uh, you'll see that one of the red stripes is missing on one side. I think that's probably just an error on the princess right. part. Uh, I mean, if you look at it, it's a computer-generated image. It's mm-hmm. not a real jersey. So uh, someone just probably didn't fill anything in there. Now, what I wonder, though, on the reverse retro, they stayed true to the original design. Yeah. So, with the goat head, at least, for the shoulders. So I wonder. Right, but uh, something might have changed here. And it's I, definitely not like a licensing thing because they've used – they just used it. One thing that really lends credence, I think, too, to uh, this being a reliable source – you can't find this logo like anywhere online. Oh no! This is the first yeah. time we've seen an updated go head like this because everyone just reuses the old go head. Nobody ever thought in making their concepts to redesign it and make it look more modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one thing to look at there too. Is that this is a brand new logo? So if someone is faking this, they did a great um, job. They did a great job, and I don't know why a designer would go about doing this to showcase their talent. Right? Yeah. Wouldn't you actually just release this? Um, and uh, Aesthetics is also on this now. Uh, the Jersey Hockey Uniform blog uh, is on this, covering it, saying they don't know. Can't confirm it's true, but uh, the logo looks modernized cool, and new. Um, but that's why I think it's it's the real deal, and we'll we'll see it unveiled. Um, that'd, be ni- that'd be nice if they were using four jerseys next year. Mm-hmm. That'd be really something. Like if they do like a newer design, as a third, use this as a heritage, and then you got what they're wearing now. Mm-hmm. I think it looks uh, pretty solid, updated like that. Can't tell if there's any differences to the B shoulder patch. Um, you gonna buy it if it happens? Oh, absolutely. Who yeah. who are you getting on the back? Uh I don't know. I think a, a Tuck would Tuck would be great. Oh yeah, you got to go with Alex Tuck. Yeah, you got to go with Alex Tuck, the aficionado of the black and red yeah. himself. Or Krebs, because the nineteen harkens back to Tim Connolly. Right. Uh, but the thing here, and like I allude to with the the Avalanche, just don't screw with the numbers. Right. Yeah, you got to stay true to the numbers. Like Absolutely. The, the numbers had a couple different outlines. They they can't screw with that. They got to keep the rest the same because then it's not the true goat head. The true goat head is the white numbers with the, the numbers are what made gray. it. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, so and and the font, the font on the back, the iconic custom Buffalo font. Can't screw with it. They can't mess it up. People have been clamoring for this for so long. This is impossible to mess up. It's okay to update the logo. Clean up the logo, make it look more modern like that, take a little less of the gray out. Um, But don't screw with anything else. The collar also is all black. They didn't um, right. 
no gray and red and white, I think the collar was a four. You know, uh, that's kind of disappointing. It, the collar on the current jerseys, too, is a little disappointing. There's no yellow, like especially yeah. on the blue one. Mm-hmm. Like You don't have to make the whole thing yellow, but mm-hmm. like along like the, the true collar collar part of it like when like on the picture day like when they first arrive at training camp i remember one of the players is wearing like a yellow shirt underneath mm-hmm. and it looks so nice just to have like a little pop of yellow mm-hmm. along the blue collar but that's my take on this yeah maybe it'll come out in the heritage classic no but you were on it oh, it was going to be a white jersey for the heritage classic if it happens that's right that's right. So, um, I don't know. That's my take. If you're listening to this and want to go back and look at the photo and listen to what I said uh, and follow along with me, then go for it. But I think it's the real deal. I think we have found a leak today. Or not we found, but I think we have seen a viable leak today. Five years ago, if I told you, that in 2022-2023, the Sabres would be wearing royal blue and gold and have the goat head as an alternate, would you believe me? No. I think I'd say, wow, are they also a playoff team too? Because... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been implied they're, by they're then. They're equally you know? implausible. But, um, yeah. Man, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Everyone's, every, everyone got their wish. It just took a little while, but... Hopefully, hopefully this is true. Yeah. All right. You got anything else you want to talk no. about? No. I'm starving. I have to go eat food. I feel like I'm going to pass out. What are you going to get? Uh, chicken fingers, I think. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Can't go wrong with the chicken nope, fingers. Never. All right. As always, we appreciate you all for listening to the Cautiously Optimistic podcast with Joe and Luke, uh, fo- presented by the Charging Buffalo and Underdog Fantasy. Can't forget our wonderful sponsors of the show. Hey, sports betting is legal in New York, and, you know, everyone's talking about DraftKings and FanDuel. You know, don't forget about Underdog Fantasy. You could do it to begin with. Uh, Use code TCB when you make your account, and they will match up to $100 for a deposit. And I believe you also get $10 free for bets, too. So definitely check it out. I almost won $400 the other day, but Justin Herbert decided to throw an interception, so that really grinded my gears. Um, but hopefully you all have better luck. Again, code TCB when you create your account, and they'll match your deposit up to $100. So definitely do that. Uh, we're on Twitter, JoeTCBNHL, L-V-K-E-T-C-B, and also follow Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff. Follow our Twitter account at co underscore tcb underscore pod and also check out the other wonderful charging buffalo affiliated podcasts uh there's going to be some more in the coming days as well uh future of the 716 uh saber metrics podcast as well so check out all those and as always we appreciate you all for listening and we'll see you in the next one and go bills